0: Imagine being in charge of a healthcare system, then having to coordinate a vaccine megasite. That is what our guest today has been doing for the past year. Hello, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. So excited to welcome Lori Herndon, President and CEO of Care. Lori, you haven't been very busy lately, right? Just a little. (laughs) Not doing much. I mean, it is incredible what you've had to go through. And I want to talk vaccines, and I want to talk Megasite uh, and the COVID, but I, I also want to hear more about your background. You have such an interesting story. You started as a critical care nurse at Atlantic Care mm-hmm. back in the 80s, which is incredible. And here you are president and CEO today. So from then to now, <laughs> talk to us about your journey. Well, being a nurse is a great skill set for a variety of
1: different challenges. So uh, the experiences that I had as a staff nurse have have stayed with me all these years. You have to be organized. You have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to listen. You know, all of those skills and many, many more have had, you know, huge impacts on many of the roles that I've had over the years. But yeah, I had the, uh, I didn't grow up here, but I have been in South Jersey. um, It'll be 38 years um, next week. And I moved here as a young woman and uh, started as a staff nurse in the ICU in the city campus and uh, came, I no kids, no husband, just here I am and uh, wasn't really sure how long I would be staying, but fell in love with the area, fell in love with the organization and uh, here I am all these years later.
0: Boy, I can certainly relate to that. I've been here about the same amount of time and same thing, yes. no kids, no husband, now kids and husband. <laughs> so you you moved up along the ranks. Did you ever envision that for yourself?
1: No. The thing that I really uh, enjoyed most about healthcare and my career path was is that I always liked to, you know, try and make a difference, try and, you know, when there was a challenge, I wasn't the person I might complain, but then I'd be like, well what are we going to do to fix it? Mm-hmm. What can we do to make things better? So, and I volunteered for a variety of different roles I have a, you know, I, I get bored a, a little easy. So I like the challenge, I like new things and I, my timing was perfect. I just, you know, I showed up at a time when there was a lot changing in healthcare and a lot changing at Atlantic Care. And uh, was able to just you know take advantage of a variety of different opportunities. I also my education was really important. Atlanta Care supported that, and uh, you know I joined the organization. There's three different ways to become a registered nurse, and I'm an old school diploma grad, which there's hardly any of those programs left. But I had very few college credits after many years of study. So I it took me I'm a I'm a proud graduate of Stockton University. But it took me almost 10 years to get my bachelor's degree. And then I got a master's degree in business um, after that. So I was in school uh, working full time and going to school part time for 12 years. That's so uh, <laughs> when people say that's hard, I go, yeah, it is. But, you know, it, it's part of it. It's part and this of what is you well, need you to had take. a
0: family as well. I do. I
1: have uh, two sons, um, both now married and uh, one's 30, 32 and 30. But uh, when I joined Care, there were no children with me. And uh, my husband, you know, we ended up, we we live in Brigantine, ended up uh, moving there, renting there and ultimately stayed there. But this was such a great place to raise the boys. And, uh, you know, just the working mom thing. And I don't have any family here. So I, you know, I had it as tough as it can be at times and, you know, had to make some tough decisions at lots of different moments, but did the best we could.
0: Was it and tough to juggle the family? It's tough and to work? juggle.
1: You know, yeah. Robin, it's tough.
0: Yes, yes, it is. It My advice
1: would is. be is, you know, I've always felt I was authentic about the fact that, you know, when I needed to go and be with the kids, I needed to go. But, you know, I, I look back now and wish at times I would have, you know, been there more because, you know, mm-hmm. as they grow up, so your kids, they grow up so fast before you. It seems like there were days where I didn't think, you know. I was like, this is never <laughs> going to end. Gonna end? <laughs> and then, and then it does, and it's like, yes. how does that go so fast? You know, it just Yeah, it's, by. it is.
0: It's a blink of an eye, and it is true. And I don't think. You know, many women look back without some regrets about not spending as much time as they could with their kids, but we all do juggle, and I think the kids understand, and I think it sets a good example for them. And you've also set a good example for women in business and in the healthcare industry. I looked uh, looked it up, and there's only about 13% of women are C- CEOs of mm-hmm. healthcare systems, and that's incredible. We need to add a few more to that.
1: Well, here in South Jersey, we have a few and uh, that number is increasing. So mm-hmm. I'd like to think that, you know, there's, there's open-mindedness to the fact that women are very capable of leading in a lot of different roles. And of course, as you know, we have many female executives at Atlantic Care as well, very accomplished individuals. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that the, the right person should get the job, you know, regardless of diversity or age or gender. And, you know, we want to make sure that uh, we hire the
0: best people. Absolutely. And you do. And I know a lot of those women and they are the best in their field. So kudos to you for doing that. So let's talk about the pandemic. I mean, this is, you have a lot of duties, but this has had to be, you know, obviously the main thing that you've been working on for the past year. When this first happened, what went through your mind? What did you do? Well, you know, we were
1: watching it. I mean, you you may not believe this, but we actually had our first uh, pandemic meeting probably uh, the end of January. Um, We actually prepare and actually have an organized plan to manage through something like this. Of course, it was on the shelf, but we, you know, pulled it out and all healthcare systems, you know, have to have certain, uh, if you will, preparedness, uh, you know, models and things in place. So we began digging through all of that. I think as a as a clinician, I was, I've been through a lot of other horrible things, uh, AIDS being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, I think many of us, myself included, were, you know, I knew it was serious, but I I just, it was hard for me to get my head around that it was going to, it was going to go on and on and on. And I guess that yes. was probably the thing that, was the most troubling and the most uh, challenge for me personally is, is uh, you know, it's like we have a snowstorm, we have hurricanes, you know, like we gear up, we get through stuff. It's more of in short, shorter snaps of time, but it just, you know, it, it got really difficult. And I actually felt like I watched the virus come down the parkway because we were on the phone with some of our colleagues in North Jersey who I will f- be forever, you know, just admire and just what they went through. That was, ho- they went through mm-hmm. horrible things. Um, it, it ramped up so dramatically quickly that they couldn't handle it. And, yeah. um, you know, we didn't have that experience. The second surge was really tough, a lot tougher for us than the first one.
0: Yes.
1: But, um, you know, it was, It you know, I still, it's like, when you think about, I'm sure everybody, the same thing, like that year is just flown by Mm -hmm. and all the things that we had to deal with, we never closed. I mean, I think that's one of the things that was interesting and, and complicated. Is you know, we didn't have a choice. We just had to keep going. And of course, as a scientist at heart, most of us in healthcare, like we don't like this ambiguity. We don't like that it's you know, we're gonna do this, and then three days later, no, you shouldn't have done that, you need to change yeah. it. And yeah. you know, I it just makes it hard sh- to plan.
0: Keep, it really keep does saying
1: out loud, which is really hard for people to understand. This is never this is like, you know, nobody has ever lived through this before. And I think there was some of the challenge was people were we were changing direction and people then made that mean that this was, you know, discrediting that it was real and that it wasn't as I don't know that we don't know what we're doing or but it was so new. And um, oh, there's I felt no so playbook personally, for this.
0: pardon me, there really isn't. How do you know there's no playbook? You have yeah. to figure well, it out as you go.
1: You know, when, when everything shut down, in some ways, that was that that had tons of implications for our organization. Um, You know, we have almost 6,000 employees spread over 100 sites, five different counties. You know, how did we manage that? What do we do? Then we had patient. You know, then we, Hmm. we, we, we were losing the revenue. You know, here we are. We're still open. We're still having to take care of everybody who comes in, and just the struggles with that was unbelievable. Testing. Oh, all the things we went through just to get, yes. cause we didn't have any testing. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the hardest part. Cause we didn't know, I mean, we had to treat people. If we thought you had COVID, you were COVID, whether you had a test or not in the early days. Yes. And of course, you know, we just went through so many different phases of challenges and I can't How even- How do you I handle want. that
0: emotionally? I mean, do you go home and just, you know, want to just kind of pull your hair out or, or do you just take it day by day?
1: I think, you know, back to my nursing training, it was like having the sickest patient in the hospital every day, you know, like you just have to focus on what's in front of you and keep your head, you know, just keep moving Mm -hmm. forward. And Mm -hmm. as I mentioned, we have some incredibly talented people who work here. So we leaned on each other and we had, we had a lot of group thinks, we had a lot of discussions, we needed to hear lots of voices and uh, we kept, we just had to keep making decisions and we learned you know, based on obviously watching the virus come down the Parkway, we had had we had some advantages that that our northern Jersey okay. hospitals and and the New York hospitals didn't have, and so we had some time to gear up a little bit based on some of the things that we were learning. But you know, walking, you know, taking care of your first COVID patient and having your first COVID patient die and having your first employee, mm. you know, have. COVID. And what do you do? You know, just thousands of things that we needed to sort out um, to be able to continue to move forward. And then then I felt really personally responsible that we need to help the community. Mm-hmm. And I hope people who, you know, have watched what we've done this past year has, you know, we stepped up, we did every anybody who called and needed help, anybody who needed advice, you know, we weren't the experts, but we were becoming the expert because we, like I said, we never had closed. So it was just an ongoing journey. It just and kept on giving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and hopefully we're towards the end of this. Let's bring it to present day and the vaccine mega site. I had my first shot and I have to compliment you because I didn't know what to expect. And I just thought it was run so smoothly Uh, With the National Guard there, you check in, you, you go in line, there's a ton of people giving the vaccine, you wait your 15 minutes to make sure you're okay, and you leave. It was just a seamless, unbelievable experience. I really was impressed by it, and I cannot imagine what it took to get to that point. How did you even begin to plan for that? Well, you know, we're,
1: we weren't alone in this, but one of the things that we did have a choice uh, and and sadly, when we had to make the decision about whether we were going to be all in on the mega site, we were having our surge, where we hit the, the largest number of admitted COVID patients in this experience was in early January, February. Um, and we were, we weren't It wasn't that we had lost control. We had all, everything was always under control, but I was starting, like our staff were tight. Like it was just too many. We had too many sick COVID patients for what we, you know, how we needed to operate. So that was at the time where we had to make the decision. And I'll never forget the discussion that our senior team had. And just coming to the conclusion that, you know, we had run the clinics um, here in the hospital for our for our staff and for the first responders. So we had worked out a lot of those processes. So we had a little confidence that but that was such a small scale. I mean, we were doing hundreds of people a day, not thousands of people. Yes. But when we made that decision, there was there was tremendous amount of, of support from both the state and the federal government and the state police and the county and you know our clinical team that is running we're responsible for the clinical side of the operation and pretty much we're at the end of the day we're responsible for all of it but there's a lot of moving pieces that you know kind of make it all work but they talk about um six sigma uh, green green belts i mean we had a lot of process improvement technology in, in front of us to just keep trying to make the system work better and more seamlessly. And I was over there yesterday. We had we hit 4,326 people we vaccinated yesterday. And we're That's up to incredible. we have 40, I don't know when you were there, but I mean there's 40 different vaccination site, you know, people and it's it was it's incredible. an operation. It was the, incredible. The average and How many have was, you done total? Uh, I think it's close to 170,000 right now. Yes. If you add up what we were, what we've been doing as an organ, like a healthcare organization, cause we did mm-hmm. get a few more doses. So we were doing some other sites. Um, we've been active in the community, um, you know, doing yes. some those, the you know, those high risk patients who, you know, we need to go to them and make sure we can support them in getting vaccinated. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been an unusual and very challenging but very rewarding. I think uh, you probably felt the vibe, right? People were Absolutely. excited. Yes. They were upbeat. They were anxious. I mean, there's always yes. the anxiousness and not right. everybody's been to the convention center. People worry about the parking. But once you're kind of in there, you was, get the vibe that it was people nothing. are
0: yeah. It was they're great. happy,
1: they're excited. I mean, you know, people cry from relief they cry for their lost loved ones I mean it's it's an emotional place It is
0: emotional and you know it was surprising to me I felt I felt a sense of relief a sense of I haven't seen my parents in such a long time they're in their 80s and I'm doing this because I want to be healthy, but I really want to see my parents, I am motivated, I want to hug my mom, I want to hug my dad, and I just miss them. And we're very close Italian family, we see each other all the time. And it's just been really, I think that's been one of the hardest parts of this whole thing, not being able to see people you love. And then that 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 breaks my heart for so many people that haven't been able to do that, and who have lost loved ones that way that that's probably the worst of it. So true. Absolutely. So, but I thought it was well run, and you uh, also are trying to get the word out to people that might be hesitant about the vaccine. Oh. Yes, there's that yeah, well, hesitancy.
1: The reality, everyone, this this is the only way out. This is the only way out, and you know we are seeing an uptick in patients right now as I speak. Mm -hmm. And sadly, the average age is is dropping because our more senior populations are getting the vaccine. So we're seeing that, you know, the 40 to 50, 40 to 60 range. um, I see the list in the last 24 hours, we had 15 new patients get admitted to the hospital from our community here. Um, you know that that's not okay, and that you know, and that means that people are still getting infected. The virus is still out there, and you know, we're testing. We're gonna, you know, the testing of the variants is is picking up, but we believe that the reason we're seeing a little increase is those variants are very contagious. So perhaps you you're still maybe following some of your your safety protocols, but you may be dropping your guard a little bit and that the virus is that contagious that you know you're 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 shedding and, and, and spreading that it around. Incredible. But, uh, and
0: one of the things about this virus that I think baffles people is why does someone get so ill and why does someone else just get very mild symptoms? And they could be you know, someone who gets really sick could be someone who's a great athlete, or you hear of a marathon runner, or someone young, and we just don't really know all that enough about it yet.
1: We don't. We know that people are more predisposed to difficult course who have comorbidities, but we, as you as you mentioned, we do see people who look the perfect, you know, picture of health and fight for their lives and that's still i mean that is the scare if you would if if people would see that i think they would they would pause and think a little harder about getting vaccinated because when you see somebody go through that which our staff is seeing every day it's very you know it's it's much clearer to say look we have to do this this is the only this is the only way to protect myself and my family is to get vaccinated
0: I am all that's, for it, and I just hope people truth. realize that. Yes, I know, and we've just got to get that word out. That's why I wanted to do this with you today, because we need to make sure people know that this is safe. It has been proven that we didn't just come up with this. This type of uh, vaccine has been uh, studied for many more years than just this past year, and people really need to know that it is safe, and we will not be able to get out of it if we don't all get vaccinated. And I think that's such a good point. And listen to the science. The Mm -hmm. science does not lie. And you're right, people, if they could see it, maybe would be more convinced to do it because you do not want to get this disease if you can avoid it. You really don't. And you've seen Mm -hmm. it firsthand. And I can't imagine your team and your staff there, what they have to go through every day. Has it been tough on them? Mm, It's been tough. Yeah, it really
1: has. And I, you know, I, I'm incredibly proud of them as this community should be, but I, can't, you know, it's, I round in the COVID units, we talk about what they're going through. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy, but most of us who signed up to do healthcare, you know, we do it because that's what we do. So we recognize that, you know, we need to show up and we need to, you know, take the responsibility. We're trying to, you know, some people really have maxed out and need to you know rotate to a different area we try and get people, I mean, the other struggle we have is this, for so long, nobody could go anywhere. So people are like, well, I'm not gonna take vacation cause there's nothing to do and nowhere to go. And I can't be with my family and, you know trying to get people to get a break from 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 this because it is exhausting on the front lines. And, you know, sadly people are still dying. People died this week. Um, mm-hmm. People are still dying. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have been at this a long time but we've yes. never seen this much this much death and suffering, you know, in a, in a period of time. So sure. It's yeah, just but constant. Our, it keeps on but coming. But we, we, we hold each other up. I was over at the mainland campus today. We hold each other up. You know, the team is very tight, tight knit. They support each other. We have a lot of things going on at Atlantic Care to support, you know, our, our health and well being. And, uh, but it's, it's, oh, it's, I give it's been any a grind.
0: Dr. Nurse, healthcare worker. I give you so much credit because I honestly don't know if I could do it. I just don't know if I have that kind of strength. And I just think people who do, thank God that they do, because we need them there for us. But uh, now I'm a very emotional person and we're human beings and you can be trained all you want. But to see that on such a consistent basis is is tough. It's very well, tough. I think to that
1: not you. being able to have visitors, you know, and have the family part of it. I mean, you know, I've taken care of lots of people in my career and, you know, you're a big part of the care team as a nurse but your families, you know, if people are yes. going through tough families and they're there, but they're not physically there. So, yes. we, you know, your are the, the staff is the family. So we're taking care of the patient, but we're also the family. And, and, and sadly, the family many, yeah, many mm-hmm. of these patients are with us a, a period of time. So we really get to know them and they really, bec- it becomes very personal to the staff.
0: Absolutely. How can it not? I mean, uh-huh. you know, we're human beings. So, I just want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, the future of healthcare and where it's going. And we, you know, I'm big on wellness. I'm a big proponent of make good choices. This is what I say to my kids every day: make good choices. Yeah. And um, we have to do that when it comes to our healthcare—not just physical health, but also our mental health. And do you feel that we're heading a little bit more towards well care and not so much focused on sick care? I know the shift. There has been a shift in that yeah, I would you're you've been ahead of your time, Robin, and uh, and the movement. I think people
1: especially, you know I think we're recognizing more as a society that you know how what choices I make do have an effect on how things go for me, uh, you know, on my health journey. And uh, I, I recognize especially the the disparities that we've seen um, you know with different ethnicities is really troubling. Um, some of the challenges that come with those choices and lack of choices is, I think, front and center now. And then I think that, that try and be as healthy as you possibly can be. Um, you know, it is incredibly important. It, it, it's your resilience. It's almost like your shield. You know, like if you're not taking good care of yourself when these kinds of things happen, it's like you have less, you know, less less ability to fight. So, um, yes, I do see a shift to more health and wellness, more of a discussion, about that we do a lot at atlanticare to create a more healthy environment for our staff we expect things we have you know we we really encourage people to exercise and eat well and you know get the sleep they need and have the mental health support um it's all yes. part of it
0: it is all part of it and the older i get the more i realize <laughs> how important it is <laughs> You know, the things that we go through and especially the mental health side of it, because that impacts just about everything else, our physical health and and everything else we do, our sleep, as you mentioned. So it's um, really important that we pay attention to that. And that's the message I try to get out every time I speak to someone. And I know that you try to promote that as well. Atlantic Care is big on that. And that's really, really important. So if we want to get, hopefully we've convinced someone to get the vaccine today. If someone is interested in getting it, where can they find out more? Well, you can
1: always go to our website. Um, You know, we have a ton of information available. But, you know, there's, and this week we're posting 31,000 appointments, 31,000. So we did, I think, 10,000 on Tuesday, another 10,000 on Thursday, and then Saturday. And then we're going to stop. We've been doing them, you know, three times a week. Um, It's uh, the other, I was going to look this up. It's vaccination.atlanticcare.org. So you okay. can put that in and you can go right there and that's where you register. You need to have you know, a password and your ID, your online ID. And then um, when we open up for appointments, there's also um, appointments that are coming up every day. I just wanna let everybody know, um, as we, what we do is we will not waste anything. And so we will take a look at what's going on there. We are seeing more and more people who have scheduled themselves and aren't showing up. And obviously as we get grow bigger numbers, we're gonna have people, but we will start to you know, speculate and then make some decisions about um, opening up additional appointments. And so we open up additional appointments sometimes for that very day and then sometimes for the next day. So and um, and the guidelines you know. have changed as well. Yeah, right. Now well, and there's definitely more people that are now, yes. I mean, we started with the casino workers, you know, the whole hospitality industry was approved for their, met their criteria on Monday. So we're, you know, we're trying to make make available, you know, resources to be able to support them. Obviously, we want to get them back to work. We want to have a safe, you know, this is a tourist market Mm, and we all you know know people who work in the industry and so we want them to be safe as safe as possible and we also want you know that economy motion to you know kind of restart so that we can you know have the best of both worlds hopefully but the vaccine is key to that absolutely
0: and you're doing Pfizer or the other ones as well
1: we are Pfizer at the mm-hmm. convention center, the mega site. Um, I'm told that we may be getting some Johnson and Johnson. We got, mm-hmm. we ended up about 1200 doses in the last three weeks. And then we didn't have any more, but there's a possibility that we may have some more J and J. I mean, we don't have a choice. We take whatever they give yeah. us. And uh, but the mega site has been all Pfizer since we opened.
0: Well, that's what I got. And it was again, just amazing how well run it was. So kudos to you, to all your folks that are involved in that. It's a, it's a lot. I, I can't imagine what you're going, you're gonna need a nice long vacation after this story. <laughs>
1: we all will, you know, and the reality is everybody has suffered, everybody has lost something, many things. They know people who passed away, Friend, you know, it's just been a tough year for all of us. Yes. And, you know, that's that's why it's so important for me to get this community vaccinated as quickly as possible, because that's the only way that we're going to be able to get back to the life that we... It's going to be different than it used to be, but to get back to some sense of, you know, what we all enjoy, being yes, with so each we're other.
0: We're just going to snap our fingers and get back to it again, but gradually you know, every day we're getting closer and closer. So thank goodness for that. And thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. And so much great information. Lori Herndon, C- President and CEO of Atlantic Care. And thank you for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you mm-hmm. to live a healthier life. Mm-hmm. Hope to see you again next time.